Right now, we are listening to Blackout Radio. I'm your host, Aaliyah Jade Bradbury, and I'm in, like, I'm here right now with the incomparable, the multifaceted, the talented, the real lovely and handsome one, too, might I add. <laughs> Stop. There are so many things I can say about this man, but talented and kind is definitely on the top of the list. His name, you know, is Ryan, but you'll probably know him better as Dobby. <laughs> How are you going, Dobby? I am good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. What a what an introduction. Thank you. I pride myself looking on my introductions. Yeah. I'd be hyping people up. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you for hyping me up. See? Yeah. This is what I tell you. He is a kind man. He sees it. He gets it. He's all about it. Oh, gosh. So, mm. you know, being a multi-talented performer, being a drummer... You know, you tickle the ivories from time to time. <laughs> tickle the ivories. Yeah, I know. I agree. Love it's love it's love great. It. Um, you know, you are a musician through and through. Mm. What was the spark that led to you becoming a musician? Mm. Do you remember the first time you fell in love with music? Yes. There were multiple, multiple sparks for sure. Like I, I, I definitely give a lot of credit and props to my mom for teaching like getting me into learning piano mm-hmm. um at an early age I was like seven she like strongly suggested like in quotation <laughs> marks strongly suggested that I learn piano but and you know that was it opened up a world for me but I remember as well like I fell in love with the drums because I was sitting at an assembly in school right next to the drummer in this band playing for I don't know just the assembly song or something yeah. like that but the drum, the drummer was playing, she was playing like, the beats were banging like right into my ear and it was like drilling into me. Like I was like, what is this, what is this sound? Like it's so raw and, and I, I fell in love with the drums from that point for sure and you know, really wanted to be a drummer. Um, and then like the first few songs that I heard, um, you know, was like, Fuji's, Lauren Hill. <laughs> so we just saw a titter girl, we just saw Majita. So, you know. Real recognizes real. <laughs> hello. Good to see you. Quickly saying hello. We love that. We have to, right? We yeah, have to. Yeah, it's mob. It's community. Yeah, that's right. Musician from musician. Yeah. Okay, love that. Yes, please continue. Yeah, yeah. but like, you know, Fuji's. Like, I, I, I mis-ed- miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, which is a beautiful album. Yeah. Revolutionary. Incredible album. Playing tonight as well, which is dope. Oh, my God, Yeah, yes. Ms. Lauren Hill's playing tonight, so... Something in the air. Yeah, something in the universe. Yeah, uh, Outcast, like um, Far Side, Eminem, Missy Elliott. Big lyricist, by the way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like hearing those, you know, tracks at, when I was young was like mm. that. Just opened up what hip hop was for me. But yeah, that "Killing Me Softly" was like the family song as well. Okay, all my cousins sing it. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Was that the Filipino side or was yeah, that? Yeah, that's the Filo side. Yeah. They so love that for the song. people who don't know, you're both Filipino and Yamba, right? Uh, Murawari. Murawari. Yeah, Sorry. that's right. But it, that's fair because Nyamba is uh, Brewarana, that's Nyamba country. So, but, um, okay. but, so my grandmother, uh, Mary Shearer, was born on Nyamba country in Brewarana and raised mm. and lived there. Um, but her dad, uh, George Shearer, old George Shearer, he lived, born and raised on Morawari country, 
You're a Shearer. Will, Mer- Will Marengo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's me. You come from like excellence as always. Oh my God. You're that family. <laughs> we see you. I'm part of that family. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But, you know, killing, killing me softly. Mm-hmm. Filipinos are going to kill it every time on the karaoke. Yeah. That's right. We're known for that. Our <laughs> national anthem is karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and has that like really, I guess, You know, musicality is such a big thing, both in Aboriginal culture and also in Filipino culture. Mm. You know, that idea of like big voices, Mm. family orientated and just being unapologetically musical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, has that, you know, played a big influence within what you're doing now, especially as a performer? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You could tie it back to all of the times like mum would be like, you know, come and perform for you know, the, the artes, the titas, you yeah. know, like perform for them, um, play that song on the piano or even like my dad, you know, like he's, he was very supportive in getting me the, to, to play the drums and then playing jazz, you know, he said to me, if I, you know, cause I really wanted a drum kit. He said, if I get you this drum kit, you have to play it. You have, mm. it's not going to waste. You have to play it every day. And so I did, you know, I, um, I, I just fell in love with it and he was always there at every show yes. filming, showing everyone just like unashamedly, you know I'm I like, love ah. that, that's so beautiful yeah. so no, I'm very, very, you know lucky to have that, that support in my early musical journey mm. and you're quite like a lyricist I mean, you've made examples of Miss Lauren Hill, of Farside, of mm. um, Outcast. I mean, Andre 3000 mm-hmm. is one of the greatest mm-hmm. lyricists yeah. like, ever. Straight up. And your work is so, it's, it's punchy, it's loud. I, I say this word a lot, which I love, but I'm going to use it now. It's yeah. vivacious, Ooh. you know. know. It's great. It's a great word, right? Nice. But that's what your work is and Thank your you. lyrics specifically are so intelligent mm. and witty, which... You know, that is who you are. So for people who don't know who you are as a person, you're naturally quite funny, quite witty, quite intelligent, quite articulate. But it's a difference when you're able to translate that into music. Yeah. You know, what is it like when you're going down and you're actually in that creative space of, like, finding the words? Do you find the words first? Mm. Do you find the beat first? What's, what's coming first? It fluctuates. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, some days... I, I, you know, and, and I guess that's the life of sort of being from a musical perspective, writing beats and stuff, you know, mm. I'll be in that mode for a while, but then it is harder to come up with lyrics and then vice versa. When I'm in lyric writing mode, then it, that's when all the phrases come out, you know, you'll come across like a, a particular line that feels like a great hook, you know, or, mm. oh man, I, oh that, these rhymes, that rhyme scheme or that rhythm, you know, but a lot of the time, I used to, and I still do now. It's gibberish. It comes from gibberish. Yeah. Um, so, oh, so are you doing the, the like... Because yeah. I'm a drummer, right? So I'm thinking about the rhythm first. Oh, I love that. And it almost feels like you're kind of drawing the outline. You record that, and then you colour it in later with words. Okay. Yeah. Look at you wordsmiths right <laughs> now. You paint a beautiful picture with your words. Oh. Because, like, when you were, like, explaining that, I was like, yeah, you definitely do. Because, like, uh. your words are quite... Um, Percussive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. definitely like a very like you know, punchiness to it. It's beat heavy. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm here. I'm going to do, 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 do. Like, and then you're like, okay, okay, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I also know that 
mainly because I just want to talk about this because I don't know if people know this enough. Mm. You're an amazing dancer. Oh. Like, genuinely an amazing dancer. And Uh, I don't know if you've, like, talked about it enough because (laughs) the moves that you pull are insane. But, like, you know, how does that influence when you're going into creative decisions such as, like, music videos? Because you know you can perform. You can show up and show out. Right, right. You know, how does that translate to what the sonic is happening to when it's actually going out into like music videos or being on stage yeah. or being seen present. Totally, yeah. totally. I'm a, I, I love performing. Like I'm a, I'm a performer through and through and it's, that's where I feel most, you know, what, connected to what I'm doing mm. in my practice, you know, my musical practice. And like, this is so funny because like I was just with Bala Luke. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he, of all, like he, if we're talking about incredible deadly dancers, he's one of them. Literally you know, going viral online for Right, it. he's yeah. the guy, right? So, and and I, I am so, I admire him so much and his work. And, you know, he was the one that was like, you, bro, like you need to get more confident in your dance. Yeah. Like, and, and you know. because and you're I, not confident because like. I'm feeling more confident. You know? Okay. I actually, I'm sitting here right now with a bum, lee, uh, bum knee because of, uh, I danced, I over danced at a wedding. Bless. <laughs> I've been limping for like the past week and a half. No, I love that. Yeah. Because you you are truly an amazing performer. And I know people who have like, you know, they've known you, like they've known your music and stuff like that. But seeing you live Mm. is something so electric. And, you know, the music is so palpable. Like it Mm. just transcends uh, audiences. And like, Mm. it doesn't matter what race you are, how old you are, your Mm. music speaks directly to the soul and that's something that a lot of artists that means a lot to me you know struggle with today because um i guess the music scene in australia right now doesn't allow for spaces to perform right you know it's really limited there's not a lot of music spaces so you know with that how important do you find spaces to your performance Mm. it's so important and like i you know we're we're uh on gadigal country sydney and like there's 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 spaces for the spaces for medium level artists who come through and sell out at the metro. Yeah. There's obviously our stadiums, the kudos and all of that. But when it comes to emerging, mm. it, it just becomes like this rotating uh, door of venues going in and out, yeah. you know, chucking in uh, pokies and, 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 you know, screens showing the game in the background. Mm. And then that place dies down and another place opens up and tries to do live music and then that place dies down so it's just it's so hard on the entry level Mm. I can only think of like it's growing so I acknowledge and 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 I'm excited to see more jams but there's still only three jams that I know of and they're all on the same day by the way which is just bizarre to me which is crazy like you think you'd be like okay you do this day you do that day but like yeah so it's it's exciting to see more of that we need more of that because yeah like you're saying like we need more people to feel like they can just come to any place and because that's how I got started the, mm. the, how I got started in playing in in rapping and performing is at the uh, hip-hop jazz jams at Foundry 616 they used Ooh. to run nights uh, Friday night 11 a.m 11 p.m to 2 a.m and that was the first time I ever like jumped on and performed mm. like properly you know so if it weren't for that space I don't know you know like how would you be an artist in that without that type of thing absolutely yeah 
It's, yeah, it's really kind of crazy. When you're looking at the Australian music scene, there's so much good music out there. Yeah. I mean, you definitely at the forefront. Let's yeah, not forget you. that. I don't know about the forefront, but anyway. No, you are. You really are. And I, like, <laughs> I'm going to keep on saying it. You are at the forefront. You are so supremely talented. And, you know, you have a level of, I, I, like, it's more than empathy. Mm. It's really more than empathy. Um because you make music that says a message mm. and being a indigenous person, um, you know, not only indigenous, you are also mm. half Southeast Asian, which is right. a very important distinction right. between yeah. um, like East Asians. Mm-hmm. Like it, it mm-hmm. is an important distinction. Yeah, true. Um, you know, you are representing so many different sides of yourself mm. and you're being a leader in that. Do you ever feel pressure to be a spokesperson on your blackness or do you ever feel like Mm. you need to represent everybody and always be a picture of the perfect black yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, that is that is a continuing uh toxic um thought in my mind because Mm. it it is the pressure to feel like you need to be that and to be everything for everyone but it's funny saying this because it doesn't necessarily mean I'm always thinking this. But, but you can't there. be everything for everyone. Yeah. I can only be a spokesperson for myself. Mm. I can't speak for Brie. I didn't grow up in Brie. I mm. can't speak for the Philippines. I didn't grow up in the Philippines. Yeah. So it's like I can only speak for my unique, yeah, my unique experiences with my families and like knowing how I connect with culture and pick up the pieces because there's still so many pieces to, for me in my personal journey to still pick up, especially in terms of language. So, and then there's the history on the Filipino side, like knowing more about my history, knowing more about that uh, Spanish colonial rule. And it's intense. The indigenous warrior resistance against, you know, um, all of that and the independent, like there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't know. So, but it's, I mean, it's it's such a thing, isn't it? Like we feel like we have to be that for everyone, but Mm. we can't keep putting pressure on ourselves to try and be spokespeople, or at least I can't. Like, mm. that's not me. I, I've got to be who you I can be. You do what you can. And you it definitely yeah. have, I mean, um, the track that you did with Barker. Yeah. Like, I don't know, how many years ago was that? That was like... Yeah, that's th- three years. Three years ago. It's been a minute, but yeah. that was such a politically heavy song. Yeah. Um, filmed yeah. in Redfern. Yeah. And she does a lot of political music, but you also having that space to do that... Mm. You know, does it, does that fill you sometimes with the sense of like pride? Like you can be both the entertainer yeah. and both the speaker. Like you're allowing yourself to be the multiple, the many. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I, I, I mean, there's so many uh, things to say about that song. It's so loaded, you know, obviously it's it's a song that I think is important to me and I think it, it, it holds a place in the conversation. I don't like performing it because we it's sadly so relevant yeah. still to this day. No one has been held accountable. Um, but yes, like I believe in that song and I'm confident in the message of that song because it didn't come from like I've got to say something because yeah. i got to be someone or i got to be this person. It literally came from... I needed to vent and music came mm. as a platform of expression for, for me. I just remember that, 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 that reporter, 
the Australian reporter in LA at the um, Black Lives Matter protests, yeah. and just the the crap, sorry, that she was spitting, yeah, was just, just like the absolute disconnect. And then you're absolutely helpless. And then you're like, and then you you know, I can either be depressed about it or I can put it through song. Mm. And I said, sis, you're the you're the person that I hear on this song. What do you think? And then she mm. came up with the verse in like two days. <laughs> insane. Yeah, I mean, she's something insane. else. Yeah. Like, you know, like. And you shout out Barker. <laughs> have such a beautiful um, relationship and friendship. Yeah, I love and I that. love that um, with you because of your. I don't know. You're just you're just so lovely as a person, yeah. and um, oh, you're thanks. so warm to be around. <laughs> yeah. um, you've connected with so many different people. I mean, Sarah Khan, who's now writing. Oh, um, Sarah Khan. Yes. yes. Uh, um, you know. There was that moment where you were all living together. Yeah. And it was like the blackout, like blackout excellence yeah. kind of thing. But, you know, how important is it connecting with fellow Indigenous creatives, especially when, you know, you're a musician or mm. sometimes you're in a field dominated by yeah. others? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, if we're talking about like what Sarah and I have worked on recently, the composition world, I'm, I'm really more and more uh, passionate about because mm. like what we're looking at is a place that's male dominated, it's white dominated. Um, there's only a handful of, you know, uh, respected on that sort of level and getting awards, blah, blah, blah thing, uh, female fronting composers and even less indigenous composers. Yeah. And even if they're being, you know, praised, they're not making bespoke music. It's just more or less a licensing sort of thing. So can you even call them composers? That's such a, you know, so we need those, we need indigenous composers. So yeah. I, I want to I wanna put my foot forward for all of those jobs. Everyone who's know? listening, all the big Hollywood <laughs> yeah. executives, uh, Dobby's ready. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> and so like this, this thing with Sarah Khan, like she's written this amazing episode for a show coming up called Erotic Stories. I heard. Um, and, you know, as fate would have it, I've been, you know, pitched for the, like, to be the composer. Either side of our teams didn't know that we knew each other. Really? Like, they were like, hey, we're going to pitch you for this show. It's called Erotic Stories. It's written by this screenwriter named Sarah Khan. I was like, shut up. And then on the other side, they were like, hey, um, how do you feel about, you know, this indigenous composer? His name's Ryan Clapham to be the composer. She was like, shut up. <laughs> But it's crazy like that. Like, they think we don't know each other. We all know each yeah. other. But it's But it's that's so, so special. Yeah, yeah, it's so refreshing. And it's, it's important, you know, yeah. especially for that story, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Especially when it comes yep. to, like, I don't know. I think as, as all creatives, um, especially Indigenous creatives, we're, mm. we're all storytellers. And yeah. story is sacred to us. Yep. Like, you know, it's something that is so divinely ancient to us and all... Yeah be something that will long live us well yeah. into the future and so being able to meet with like-minded people and share that sort of mm. sacredness together mm -hmm. is just crazy mm. and it's important totally. and it's just nice to be seen yeah, yeah exactly not to mention like we often find ourselves doing the same or boxed in to do the same stories like I was talking to sis Barker about this the other day mm. you know they they we often find ourselves doing the like the mystical indigenous oh God, character yeah. or like tri tri tripe the staunch tripe, one tripe. Yeah, yeah 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 or the staunch that's right like 
you know, there's the, oh, there was this indigenous spirit that used to be here, and that's part <laughs> of, like, it's a secondary story. It's like the yeah. B story to this <laughs> small town crime And, and then series. something happened, and then the black stole the other thing, and then it's, like, it's, yeah. like, crazy. It's always, like, there's, like, a criminal story that yeah. will align with some kind of spiritual resolution. That's right. It's, like, yeah, it's okay, like, okay, cool, we just, we're fine slay. with this. Thanks, guys. And then, you know, but so, like, why can't we have love stories? You know? Oh my god, I love it. Or love even story. like erotic stories. I'm really like, <laughs> yeah, you're really plugging I'm really this. Plugging this. Wow. I mean, you're a composer now. <laughs> yeah. You're not just a rapper. You're not just a musician. You're a composer. Uh, yeah. You're like the next Danny Elfman. <laughs> wow, that's um, that's a compliment and a half. I I, I love. Meanwhile, I have not heard any of your compositions, but yeah, like, yeah. I just know it. Could it could be terrible. <laughs> But no, it's all right. Plug it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is, yeah, it's been such an amazing yarn. So, yeah. No, thank you. Your, you know, your time that you've given mm. to us, your many talents. Um, and because we all know you're so talented, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Spotify, uh, Instagram, Apple Music, um, my videos are on YouTube, uh, and I have a project called Warangu River Story that, you know, um, I've been talking about for ages and it's finally starting to be released, so I'm really, really keen for you to see that soon. Ryan Cap- uh, Clapman, <laughs> also known as Dobby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much, sis. <laughs>